Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Locate Travel podcast. No matter where you are in the world, thank you for tuning in. My name is Kate, and I'm the founder of Locate Travel, an actionable resource portal that helps you design your life abroad, one that you won't need a vacation from. You can check it out at locatetravel.com. That's L-O-K-A-T-E travel.com. During each episode of this podcast, I will be interviewing guests, sharing experiences, and uncovering the strategies and resources you need to build the life that makes sense for you, whether that is fully moving to another country or just finding new and exciting ways to inject more travel experiences in your life, there are options for everyone, no matter your life or financial situation. And this podcast and our blog is what I hope will help to get you there. So please tag along on this adventure and join me for new episodes for tips, tricks, and advice on how to get started. On today's episode, I sit down with one of my best friends, Alicia, where we discuss the importance of travel and some big upcoming life changes. Full disclosure, one or two bottles of bubbly may have been involved during the recording of this episode. Enjoy. Well, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This is so <laughs> exciting, Katie. Like We do this, just like you mentioned, we do this regardless, and so now people are just interlopers and listening yeah. and honest we're really? now just finally <laughs> recording it <laughs> I know I'm excited um yes this is super huge what you're doing right now and I can't wait for you to share it with everyone yes so to set the stage mm-hmm. we are sitting in my apartment yep. in Toronto mm-hmm. uh it's an empty apartment right now so echo, echo. <laughs> there's no there's no furniture to absorb the sound we're currently sitting on pillows we're currently sitting on pillows yeah uh, we are full disclosure uh drinking prosecco we are a bottle in cheers <laughs> cheers mm-hmm. take a oh, sip first a little sip nice Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like i said a bottle in <laughs> But um, we've had many conversations in my apartment. Yes. In my kitchen. Oh, near tears. <laughs> near tears. Uh, but I think it's sort of nice, like full circle to, yes. to come and to be here today. And mm-hmm. I'm super excited to chat with you and share each other's stories and yes. our sort of ideas and worldviews and yeah. um, all about the topic that we want to discuss today, which is the power of travel and why it's super important to everyone's lives, mm-hmm. I think, and why people should get out there and explore their world. Yeah. And the impact that it actually has on your life and therefore on your relationships, on your friends, the people you meet. Mm -hmm. So let's just dive in. I'm ready. I'm beyond (laughs) ready for this. So I'm a huge believer and I know you share this as well, but Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm a huge believer that you have the power to change your life every single day. Yes. Um, And I think, and I'm not sure if it's just a North American thing, especially Mm -hmm. in Canada and the US, but I think we get so caught up in this day-to-day routine that we actually forget how to live. Yeah. You know, we get stuck in this rat race mm-hmm. of finding the perfect job, finding the perfect partner. Yep. When am I going to buy a house? When yeah. am I going to and have And then it children? ends up turning into a rut yes. eventually because what a lot of people, one thing about movies is that they're an hour and a half and the end. And there's no reveal of the couple's first argument or their first child or what kind of really goes down. Maybe there's even like an episodic show, but then they get, they only see the, only show you the happy parts and you don't really get to see that life continues on beyond the perfect job. Like you mentioned, beyond the kid, beyond the dog, the house, the this, the that, there's still more that has to happen. And I think as a result of that, especially with our generation, everyone kind of ends up in a bit of a slump because they're like, cool, I've done the things or, oh no, I haven't done any of the things that I'm supposed to do, but it doesn't matter. You're alive. And I think that that's one of the most important parts is number one, realizing that you're alive. And number two, like you mentioned, 
deciding that you can take control of your own life and do whatever you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And you brought up the point of like being in a rut, being stuck. Mm -hmm. And I think you're only ever as stuck as you choose to be. Absolutely. You know, the world is out there waiting for you. It's always an option to travel. Adventure is always there for you. And I think it's just a question of how brave are you willing to be? I agree. uh, Or courageous to sort of take this leap of faith. and explore, you know, maybe go on longer term trips or pick up your life as I'm about to do. And we'll talk about that in a sec and move to another country, you know, like that's, it's not easy. You know, people get lost in the Instagram world and say, wow, how fantastic is your life and how lucky you are to travel. You know, I wish I could do that and you can do it, but that's actually a frustrating thing to hear from people. And I'm sure you get it all the time because you're literally always (laughs) traveling as are you. Oh, Hey, I love it. And I think one of the things that I always tell people is you can do it. And I understand that there is an element of privilege that comes with that. But the other day, I literally bought a $9 Megabus ticket. $9 if you book far enough in advance. And for those of you who don't know, Megabus is just a bus company here in Toronto that'll bring you from point A to Montreal, New York, Washington, wherever you want to go. It will bring you there. And I found tickets for $9 to go to Niagara, for instance. You can go on an adventure at any point, whether it's a new place in your neighborhood or if it's halfway across the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, travel can be for any budget. I think yes. getting lost in the world of Instagram, either you think people's lives are so perfect and things just magically happen or they have bucket loads of money. That's not the case. Travel is what you make it, you know, whether that's short term, long term, mm-hmm. um, completely picking up your life and moving, maybe doing uh, different programs, whether that's a study abroad yeah. or like a nomadic type of trip where you're working with other freelancers around exactly. the world and going for short term so stay. There's so many options. And I think that's what's the coolest part about the age that we live in is that because we live in the age of the internet, you know, you have more flexibility to potentially work remotely with your company or work for yourself or whatever it might be and how travel can actually fit into that. And I love that. And personally, I view, many people view different points in their lives or different things in their lives as freedom. And for me, I view travel as freedom because there are so many set ways that we end up behaving or routines that we build and traveling really breaks that routine. Mm -hmm. And it really reminds us that there's a lot more out there than just waking up, making your smoothie, going out, like, you know what I mean? Working out, chilling with your friends, the full routine of, okay, yeah, every Friday I'm going to do da, da, da with so-and-so because I always do that. But instead, when you're traveling, it's like, no, I'm not doing that thing right now. I have to force myself to buy a group on and go to a show or meet new people at this meetup in a new city or hop on tinder and go on a date (laughs) in a new place it really pushes your boundaries in a way that i haven't found many other things outside of exercise for me have has really done so um that's one of the reasons why i'm definitely addicted to traveling (laughs) i think one of my favorite things is that travel provides this amazing difference in perspective we are very blessed to have been growing up in Canada for the majority of our lives and to be Canadian and and what you know our passport affords us you know the the right to travel and hashtag blessed for sure yes and you know going to different tra- uh, countries and traveling there and and having a very different perspective of to how people live in different cultures and the different privileges or lack of privileges that people have and to me that was really I really saw that first when I had the opportunity to live in Colombia and I met some incredible people there and a a lot of uh, whom were Colombians. And I very quickly learned that they don't have the ease of access to travel like we do as Canadians. You know, we were constantly getting bombarded with messages of 
like flight deals in our emails or on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. And we don't think twice. It's nope. like, you know, we've messaged each other, be like, hey, should we go to Europe? Or oh, hey, should on. we go to like I like DM you I'm like, girl, look at this thing. I take a screenshot. I'm like, Katie, look. And that's it. But it's definitely true because even for instance, like you mentioned, in people in different countries, their passports, many people will learn sit on different levels of priority in the world. And it's really cool that, like you mentioned, being from Canada, we have the chance to travel to, I think, every country with ease. I have never had an issue, like even applying for visas or anything like that. Like when I was in Shanghai, it was the best. Like I applied for my my visa, I got it. And like you mentioned, it's definitely something that we could take for granted. Yes. And I think that it's definitely important to reflect on that and to understand the importance of that because that's definitely allowed me so many opportunities to travel and go abroad my first trip I remember I was I don't even know how old I think seven and I went to New York <laughs> with my mom oh was, I had my Minnie Mouse suitcase full on I was like rolling around feeling so good about myself it was like useless suitcase too like I could fit like one toy in it great and of course and I loved it I loved being away and I think that that definitely started my addiction mm-hmm. for travel for sure that was one thing and of course watching Indiana Jones obsessively yeah so it's like you know Perspective is obviously huge. Being grateful for what we have, Mm -hmm. for being grateful for the passports that we have, meeting people all around the world, I think is is another part of travel that's very special to me. And uh, the friendships that I've had, and especially the language skills that I've developed and learning Spanish has completely changed my life. And I have friendships around the world uh, with people that I would have never had if I hadn't spoke their language. So I think that's really important. And, And having these experiences that sort of take you out of your comfort zone or expand your, you know, maybe your normal thoughts that you would have or opinions about the world. I think, you know, getting out of your own country is is critical to you developing as an individual, Absolutely. your worldview, who you yeah. are as a person. I definitely think that me traveling and living outside of my home country has deeply and profoundly changed my life and who I am as a person and has sort of even shown me the type of person that I want to be. Yeah or what I'm sort of looking for in my life. Of course, like it really reveals your potential in mm-hmm. the world. And I think that that's really cool um, because just like we mentioned, there's the rut that really hits when you hit like that quarter life crisis. You're like, oh my gosh, there are things that I need to do, quote unquote <laughs> need, but you actually don't have to. There's no, I think that one of the most important things that I've learned throughout my life journey <laughs> is that you really make your own fairy tale and you actually really do build your own dream and your own journey and there's it's cliche but there really is no right or wrong path when I heard Oprah say that I was like Oprah said it it's true but like (laughs) it really is a thing I really did learn that especially last year you already know my best friend passed away and that for me was the biggest catalyst to say okay, what are you going to do with your life? Like, are you going to pivot into this being the worst year of your life? Or are you going to pivot it into being the best year of your life? Because it doesn't matter how much traveling costs you. For me, I could say that. It doesn't matter how much it costs me. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to pretend to run away from my grief. But instead, I ended up facing it myself. And I think travel really, really helped me to get out of my comfort zone in the best of ways and help me face my biggest fears. No, I totally agree. I think that as tragic that that loss was and still is to this day, Mm -hmm. it's like you chose to actually celebrate that life, you know, and celebrate what she would have loved to have traveled with you or even just living your life here in Toronto, you know? Oh yeah. Anytime I book a ticket, I I hear her voice like, really Leish? That's, I wish I was coming with you. That's so cool. Have fun. Tell me everything. And it's the best moment and the best feeling to know that I'm doing something that she'd be proud of. 
for sure. Yeah. And I absolutely love that. Yeah. So. And I think it also is like, it's a stark reminder that it's like your future is not guaranteed. No. Right? It's like everything that we have right now in this moment, the mm-hmm. present, that's what we have. Absolutely. So it's like if you, it's sort of a more eloquent way of saying YOLO. <laughs> oh, full on. But- Don't lie, Katie. You love YOLO. Don't lie. <laughs> But it's just like you literally have this one life. Yes. And it's like, why not do epic things in this one life yep. and experience everything that you can? And it's just like, Absolutely. I think I, my sort of mantra is that life is way too short mm-hmm. to stay in one place. Agreed. Yeah. I love that. Can I get that printed on my cell phone? Yeah, sure. Can, can I, I make just, you a wallpaper can there? I make, like, oh, full on. Can I just make a phone case that says that? That's so good. <laughs> I like it. No, I really love this. And this is such an important discussion to have. And I think that it's a discussion that wasn't really open in school very much for me because I grew up in North York, um, which is just north of like the main parts of Toronto. And everyone went to school and bought a house and had kids. Mm -hmm. And that was what you did. And like studying abroad or going on adventures or learning another language wasn't really a thing. Mm -hmm. You usually already did speak another language because your parents were immigrants or you were forced to learn French as a child. So I think that it really opened my mind to different things. And my mom really had a huge hand in that because she was like, no, you're not going to be normal. I was like, hmm, pardon me? What do, you, what do you mean I'm not going to be? She's like, That's no. so perfect though. Oh, full on. And she homeschooled me for high school. She's like, no, you're going to like, I actually ended up being busier when homeschooled than I was in regular school because I had so much free time during the day outside of doing my schoolwork to work, volunteer, and it opened up so many other opportunities and opportunities to travel and mm-hmm. save and go on adventures. And I loved that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I maybe you're the same, but like one of my biggest inspirations is definitely my mom. And she was the one who taught me to think outside of your own domain and your own borders, right? Um, She is one of 11 children. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She's originally from England and she left her family, her Mm -hmm. house when she was 23 years old, Mm -hmm. uh, which was actually the same age that I left to go to Columbia. Ooh, full circle. I love that. Yeah. And she left. She was the only one to have left at that time. Wow. I since have an aunt who lives in Asia and then I also have an uncle who lives in Australia. But at the time, she was the only one. Yeah. And as a female in the late 70s, like to me, that is more scary than anything I've ever done. Yeah. And scary with quotation marks in terms of like traveling by yourself as a female Mm -hmm. in that time without the internet. Like I was like, you are my idol. She had maps, like paper (laughs) maps to go by. No Google Maps. No, no, there was no like, let me whip out my phone to see which subway stop to take. You know, she left, uh... England to come to Canada. Wow. Um, she was going to come for only a year. Yeah. Spoiler alert, never left. No. Um, <laughs> so she came to Canada to actually be a nanny for oh. a family. So I joke and say that she's like Mary Poppins. But she it's is. Hilarious. It's cool. Um, and, you know, she came to be a nanny for this family with two young boys mm-hmm. and we're still very close with that family. And oh, I, I consider the, the mom and dad more like grandparents, which is really yeah. sweet. Um, and she ended up Uh, taking care of them for about two years and then decided to stay and get her nursing degree. She went to Algonquin College in Ottawa. Hey. And then she built her life in Canada and she never left. But I think it's like hugely profound that she did that at such a young age. Yeah. The only person in her family to do that at the time in an era where making long distance calls was a huge expense. Yes. And she still lived in the era of like telegrams and letters, like handwritten letters. There was no email at this time. There was no instant messaging to be like, hey, I'm okay. Yeah. 
And I think that's really amazing. And I think that's where I draw a lot of my inspiration to be independent, to be strong, Mm -hmm. but then also it's possible. Yeah. But also to develop my worldview and my, and my love for travel. Mm -hmm. So, uh, thanks mom. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, hundred percent. And I think that there's always that one person in a traveler's life who really inspires them to go out, whether it's like a mentor, a family member, whoever Mm -hmm. really inspires that person to just get out there and like do their thing. And that's why I love like social media, especially like YouTube, because so many people are sharing their stories on this platform where young people are looking, they're saying, wow, I can do this thing. I can book a ticket and fly across the world and visit a new country. My first solo trip was, I think, two or three years ago. And I was like, okay, I'm going to book a ticket and go see my friends and take a road trip across Scotland and spend time alone in England and go to Barcelona and accidentally end up on a nude beach. (laughs) Classic. Oh, full on. And just do so many really fun things. And I loved it because we're both only children. So it's really cool to as well build trips around your own terms Mm -hmm. and that's something I try to encourage a lot of women to do is start out with like eating by yourself and going to the movies on your own for some people like honestly and I remember my first movie by myself I was kind of nervous and I was like this is the coolest thing ever yeah I was 17 I think and then I kept doing it from there and friends would be like do you want me to come with you as if it were the biggest deal or I was afraid I was like no I want to watch this by myself I've had I've had friends comment on like oh who'd you go see it with and I was like myself and they're like oh and they like give you a funny look but like when you think about it, like going to, and this is totally off track, but whatever. No, it's like it's going, it. going on a date to the movies. Like, isn't that the most inefficient thing to do Full on a date? On. It's not like you're having conversation. No. It's not like you're getting to know a person. All it does is create unnecessary yeah. sexual tension that you hey. may or may not enjoy. Oh, or you also get to see what jokes they laugh at during the movie where yeah, you're like, that wasn't true. a joke. One guy didn't figure out the mystery to a children's movie that we went to go see. <laughs> and that's what we watched Zootopia and he didn't know who the villain was. And I was like, hmm, that's not cute. <laughs> So it does have its purposes. Yeah. Oh, full on, full on. But like more Sherlock Holmes type deduction, which I do. So (laughs) yeah, like, you know, sometimes going to the movies by yourself. I remember the first movie that I wanted to go see by myself uh, was He's Just Not That Into You. Because my boyfriend at the time didn't Mm want to go see it. And my friends were all busy. I think it was on a co-op term. So we were kind of everywhere. And I sort of thought to myself, I was like, well, I'm just going to go see it by myself. Why not? And, you know, it was a little awkward at first when you like sit down and you think people are like judging you or looking at you. And then you realize that no one cares, you know, like you're sitting by yourself. I sit in the middle because there's always that one awkward in between seat between couple. I sit in the middle with my large popcorn and my wine. (laughs) And I spread myself out. Oh yeah, VIP. I spread myself out and I laugh at all the jokes out loud on my own and it's the best and then I go home and I sleep next level to that is going out for dinner by yourself yes which can be tricky yeah uh I think there's a couple different ways to do it one mm-hmm. obviously you can bring a book yes. you can have an iPad a computer whatever a if thing you, if a you, security blanket a security blanket that's a perfect way of saying it. it's mm-hmm. like having that security blanket especially it's the first time that you're doing it because you can be so uncomfortable I've done it I've taken lots of business trips by myself where it's like I have to go eat at the bar hopefully not you know, look like a loser or what I think I look like in my head. So that's sort of step one. Mm -hmm. And I think like next level from that is just being totally comfortable in your own company. Yes. Sitting confidently, enjoying your food, having moments of silence, Mm -hmm. turning away your phone. That's something that's really hard for me is like turning off my phone, you know, not checking my messages. My phone's Um, been on for like three months straight for sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> we'd never turn it off. No, for what? And it's just like, that's sort of the beauty of it. And yes. like, if you want to transition that into even traveling, it's like, there are times when you won't have cell service. And there are nope. times when like, you don't need to broadcast your life all the time. And I'm guilty of doing it. And, oh, and are, as are you, I'm sure. But oh, it's, you've it's, seen my Instagram. Yeah, I've seen your Instagram. <laughs> Um, but it's like, you know, you don't have to constantly broadcast your life no. and, and it's sort of like sitting in your own company and being happy with yes. where you are, who you are in that yeah. moment and just enjoying that. And, and I, I think, think traveling definitely challenges you to do that because yeah. even for instance, your plane ride, like I got separated with my friend recently oh, on a plane love. ride, solo train, plane oh. rides. So good. And I got separated with my friend and I was, I breathed a sigh of relief, not because I didn't want to sit next to her, but I was like, Oh, alone. I'm alone at last. And I, I love it. I love being by myself. Yeah. I love my own company. Yeah. It's the best. I'm cool. I like laugh at my own jokes. <laughs> and like I set up a movie and I'm like, this is going to be great. Yeah. Like, no, it's the coolest. But yeah. And I think like graduating yourself to like solo travel, like yes. that freaks people out. Because they're like, well, like, what am I going to do? And who am I going to talk to? And it's just like, you just meet random people on the way or just be comfortable in your own company. And, um, my first solo trip, I think technically was Colombia. Well, Mm -hmm. actually Spain before that, but then Colombia, those were four different types of exchanges. Colombia was there to live and work and Spain was there to study. But then my first solo vacation was actually to Chile and Argentina, which was amazing Mm -hmm. and very like empowering. Like I loved, I was completely by myself. There was no set itinerary for those. No set itinerary. School, no teacher to check up on you no schoolmates who you'd met completely by myself off for work for two weeks Mm -hmm. and it was like whatever I wanted to do was up to me whenever I wanted to eat that was my decision how cool though it was great I love that and it was fun and you know it's I mean it's typical Latino culture but they'd be like oh do you have a boyfriend are you here with anyone and I was like like, no and they kind of like sort of have this look of pity on you but at the same time I hope that they would think I was like strong independent woman doing that by myself but but girl you were 200 pounds lighter like literally on that trip you're like boop I'm on my own I don't have to convince anyone to enjoy this experience with me you're enjoying it with yourself and not to say that traveling with a partner or a friend isn't a good thing but there are limitations to that and I think traveling by yourself is definitely I recommend for people if they are going to start traveling to actually try it on their own and kind of go from there versus doing a friend thing well it also gives you like the freedom you know (laughs) with traveling with traveling with a friend as amazing as it can be yeah it can sometimes be stressful or annoying if you're trying to coordinate schedules or who wants to do what or you might feel like you're giving up not doing something because you want to do one thing there's so much compromise especially if you're being a true friend is you have to compromise in things but on a solo trip you can be as selfish as you want and for only children that's the best (laughs) ever (laughs) it's literally the best it's like i just got out of the womb and i'm doing my own thing forever (laughs) it's like you know sometimes we don't we don't allow ourselves to be that selfish you know we're constantly worried about our moms or our friends or our coworkers or whatever and it's just like i think we just live in this society and and this time period where it's like it's hard for us to give time for ourselves especially as women because we are expected to do and this is something that everyone's heard but it's really a reality that women are expected to do 20 things at once and be great at all of them and not complain you can't have all three you gotta let me like maybe two (laughs) I should be allowed to complain while being good at doing all the things like I just (laughs) you know and so I think that really solo travel as well too gives you the chance to experience an area through your own eyes and not to allow anyone else's like judgments or experiences to really kind of like not in a bad way but 
almost pollute that experience, but to actually just see it through your own lenses and do your own thing and make new friends. That's a thing because especially now with cell phones, I found sometimes when I was traveling that I would just put my phone away and just not even look at it because Mm -hmm. you can be in Toronto while in another country because you are sitting there looking at everyone's feeds. What is this person doing? You're literally in one of the coolest countries on the planet. Like you're in Barcelona, you're in London, you're in in Australia, but you're sitting on your phone like, ooh, she did not do that. Go eat a thing. <laughs> Go drink a thing. Yeah. Go meet new people. Be in the moment. Absolutely. And we have such hard times doing that. I'll we be, do. I'm guilty of it myself. I'll Same. be traveling and if I'm alone and then, you know, looking through Instagram, seeing what my friends are doing. But it's just like there are times when I'm like have to consciously say to myself, put away your phone, Yes. turn off, yeah. and actually just enjoy with what's happening around you, who's around you, mm-hmm. what you're eating, what you're drinking, mm-hmm. because you're out of your comfort zone, you're out of your country, embrace it, Absolutely. enjoy it, because you're going to very much go to real life. Yes, because it's a mix of being in the moment and being satisfied yes. too, which is so hard for us because there's always something new to do and like experience because it's a mix of we're not willing to put our phones down and really enjoy what we're doing, but we're also not willing to put our phones down and not be jealous of what somebody else is up to sometimes. Because yeah. um, there are times when I'd be staring at, I don't know, a really cool hotel. And I'm like, oh, this is the coolest thing. I can't wait to go there someday. Then I end up at that hotel and I'm sitting in the hotel, scrolling through Instagram, looking at other things of people back home, like this new restaurant opened and I'm not there. You're in the place that you just said you wanted to be in and experience, <laughs> what are you doing? So I know, so you have to catch yourself in those moments too and there's a lot of unlearning and undoing but I think that because travel kind of isolates you into this weird little silo bubble thing Mm -hmm. it's a scientific term um (laughs) that it allows you to really face yourself face your issues face what you're up to face what might be a challenge for you appreciate yourself and your good qualities not just be hard on yourself and be like whoa I made it through this whole thing and I didn't die yep <laughs> like, yeah. actually though <laughs> there'll be things that happen during your trip you yes know, good and bad and mm-hmm. you have to think on your feet you have to problem solve yeah um you might have to communicate in a language that you do not speak Girl. and rely on the kindness of strangers mm-hmm. and I think it's very powerful um the situations that you can put yourself in to travel mm-hmm. um And sort of, yeah, it's all about taking yourself out of that comfort zone, pushing yourself, having new experiences, meeting new people. Um, Because again, like you have this one life, you need to do so much with it. Take your, like, take advantage of every single minute and moment that you have. Agreed. And it might sound weird, but anything somebody has done, you can genuinely do. And you can do it your way. Absolutely. You don't have to recreate what someone has done. I don't have to be Oprah, but I could definitely visit like (laughs) Martha's Vineyard in style someday. We see all these amazing things that people are doing on Instagram. And then you sort of not set yourself up for failure, but if you think that you're going to have the exact same experience or trip as them, like don't. Like you are your own person. Absolutely. Do what works for you. Follow your interests. Yep. Uh, follow whoever you're with or just be strong and do it yourself, but do what makes you happy. You know, don't just do it because someone else did it on Instagram, you know, have amazing experiences and, and take in recommendations from people who have been to where you're going, but 
but don't feel that you have to do everything that they suggest. You know, I find that I'm always so grateful for friends and family to provide suggestions of things that I should do, eat or see when I'm abroad. But at the same time, I always like to, to do something special for myself or to do things that no one else has done or I haven't heard of anyone else doing because it's my trip and it's my special time. And yeah, we have limited vacation and, or depending on our lifestyle setup, you know, we might not have the opportunity to travel. Exactly. Cause even for instance, you and I went to Thailand within four weeks of each other. We We went to the exact same places and we had completely different different experiences. experiences. (laughs) And it's the coolest thing because even in Barcelona, you gave me the best recommendations ever. And I took a bunch of them and I like experienced them. I loved it. It was the best. You're like, did you go to my favorite burger place? I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't. (laughs) But you and I will go together. Exactly. Hey, can't wait. (laughs) But that's the thing where exactly like you said, you can make this adventure your own. And a lot of people get trapped in that travel blogger Instagram or influencer Instagram template that they kind of lay out. But why not just go off the beaten path? Because you and I, we're making plans. And you're like, I don't need to go where all the tourists are. And I said, oh, thank God. Yeah. Because I'm not a big fan of crowds and pushing and getting the exact same pictures as everyone else. But if it's quiet... And we can have fun. Yeah. Why not? I think that just goes to show that we're getting older as well. Because oh, we appreciate quiet. Don't say that. Oh my God. It's true. No, full on. I'm legit. I came out a granny. Like that's, <laughs> let me just establish that first off. I know how to have a good time and then I recover for three months. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> but it's so true. Oh yeah. Back to the fact that my apartment is empty. Oh yeah. If everyone, I'm sure you guys might be able to hear a slight echo. That is the sound of Katie is packed. <laughs> well, packing. Packing. You're mostly selling packed. all my possessions. There's no sofa. There is no sofa. We are sitting on the floor as yes. a reminder. Which is the best. Which is the best and sort of very <laughs> symbolic. Um, Absolutely. But the reason mm-hmm. that my apartment is empty exactly in one month today at the time of this recording, which yes. is March 25th, 2018, mm-hmm. um, I will be moving back to Spain. Woo! <laughs> I'm so happy. When this came up, this has been a dream of yours for a while. Eight and years to be exact. Girl. <laughs> and when, you, like the first time we really talked about it and you mentioned it, you did like a slight giggle with it. And I think maybe I giggled with it, but at the same time that I was serious, I'm like, okay, cool. How do we make this happen? Yeah. Like that was just it. I was like, yeah. okay, but how do I build an itinerary and like yeah. a roadmap and we do a work back schedule? Like, yeah. how does this happen? It's true. I think that conversation even happened in my kitchen. <laughs> yes, it did over another bottle of yeah. Prosecco that over, we finished. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> And so there's a recurring theme here. It turns out. But I, I think I went from it being a dream yeah. to then very seriously starting to think about how can I actually action that dream mm-hmm. and then turning that dream into mini goals to build to the final outcome that yes. I've been working towards, which Absolutely. is pretty powerful. So and not I, forcing it. And not really, forcing it. No. It's a mix of not forcing it, being positive about it and not Surrounding myself it, with amazing supportive people like yourself. Surrounding yourself with Barcelona things. Yes. All through, guys, for context, all through Katie's apartment at one point, it was Barcelona. Yeah. I walked in, I was like, okay, I'm in Spain. I'm going to start dancing flamenco right now. From artwork oh, yeah. to pictures on my fridge mm-hmm. to ceramic pictures of sangria to yeah. Spanish crafted bowls made Right now I'm clay. staring at a picture of La Familia. 
Sangrada Familia. Sangrada Familia. And behind you, I'm looking at Casamila. <laughs> so, so it's the power of, of symbols and images though, right? Absolutely. I wanted to be surrounded by what I was working towards every day. And I think that's hugely important. And, mm-hmm. um, and the scariest thing was actually just telling people about your dream, telling people about your goals, right? So Especially you, because if you're telling someone, you have to do it. Yes. Like, there's no in between. <laughs> there's no coming back. No. So it's like, you know, I went from saying one day I want to live and work in Spain to then saying I will live and work in Spain, you know, and the power of words and the power of changing words is, is huge. The big thing I learned from you, thoughts become things. Thoughts become things. They do. And so then I went from being, I will live and work in Spain to then taking about a year and a half ago, almost two years, (sighs) writing down in a journal that by my 30th birthday, which is August 16th, 2018, Mm -hmm. uh, I will live in Spain. Yes. I will live in Barcelona. I will be back there. Mm -hmm. And I broke it out into two different parts of that goal. Mm -hmm. So writing it down was the scariest part because that made it real. Yes. Um, So I wrote down by my 30th birthday, I will dot, 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 be using Spanish in my job every Mm day. Happens. Happened. And uh, living and working in Spain. Yes. Which was the scarier part because Spain's economy is a little iffy, especially Mm -hmm. after the financial crisis. I had no idea how I was going to make that happen. So not only did I write it down and make it real, but then I started telling people about it. And then that was even scarier because it was almost as if, well, I did sort of have this ticking clock of a timeline, of a deadline. Oh, and I held you accountable. You 100% did, which I appreciated. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, it was almost like the fire lit under me, Mm -hmm. ready to to do it and to push. So that was doing everything from, I mean, I'm a huge nerd and this is actually enjoyable for me, but studying Spanish on my weekends, like I actually enjoy that and keeping up my language skills Mm -hmm. and talking to all my friends back in Colombia or in Spain can, you know, push my language skills, taking my advanced Spanish lessons here in Toronto. So I did little things and that's sort of what my mantra is around locate is like, do one thing this week that your future self will thank you for. So whether that is, you know, studying Spanish or researching different aspects of how your life could be, the the legal requirements, the political requirements, the financial requirements Mm -hmm. or uh, jobs or whatever it might be, like whatever you can do, there's something little each day or each each week that you can take no matter what your dream is I think and and work towards it and yeah. you know it might take a long time for me it's taken eight years mm-hmm. and you know I will fully admit that there were times I got sidetracked but it's all about like course correcting yourself and sort of thinking about where you want to be one three five years down the road exactly. and how you can like work towards that you know dreams Absolutely. don't just happen no nope. they take a lot of hard work discipline and most of all passion and I think if it's really really important to you it, you will find a way to make it happen. So. 100%. Because that spark in you, it's been in you for a very long time. And I think when you really reminded yourself of it, there was a different light in you. You were yeah. honestly like Katie 2.0. It's <laughs> true like, though. It honestly was true because you were ready to go. You were like, Kate, I'm going to be fluent in Spanish. It wasn't just a cute thing you were doing. Yeah. You were... Katie, who is fluent in Spanish, you were Katie, who I talked about on the phone. Everyone's sick of me saying, yeah, my friend Katie's moving to Barcelona. They're like, (laughs) but in every breath, in every sentence, that was it because you have made yourself that person. And I think that that's something that you embodied, but embodied through positivity and through really putting out there and saying, this is my thing and attracting it to you. I really think you became a Barcelona magnet. (laughs) 
Yes, probably. Truly, you did to the point where you literally are like flying across the world to get there. You're like, oh, I can't resist it. Like you're literally zooming there. Going back. Oh, absolutely. Back. And I love it. And I think that that's really a great thing because a lot of people have surprised faces when I mention it. And I'm like, don't have a surprised face when these things happen. They're obviously put in so much, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be a surprise because you not only mathematically did all the things you needed to do, but this is something you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the coolest thing and the coolest thing to spread to others to be like, do the thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever the thing is, whether it fits in travel or if it fits in something else, if it's like mm-hmm. having the baby or like getting a dog or moving to a new place, whatever it is, just Nike, just do it. <laughs> Truly, not a plug. But really, that's actually a thing. And I think that even though it definitely wasn't easy no. it's easier than you would have imagined it could have been yeah truly. I think for sure yeah I think those things that we want to do you know yeah. they're they're scary I want to move to Montreal I'm putting it in the podcast so I have to do it yeah she's but gonna move to Montreal I have I'm no doubt going to do it and it's scary and fun and cool but that's always felt like home to me but being around people who make their thing come true is means that I could do, absolutely means yeah. that I can do it myself yeah it's uh yeah I think the scariest things in our life are usually the best things that we can do absolutely and it's sad because you know so many people want to do so many incredible things mm-hmm. but they're so they're so stopped by their own fear yes and it's about pushing through that fear accepting the fact that you could fail you know, writing down my goal of moving to Spain by the time I'm 30 I was terrified to fail yeah and I was more terrified to tell people because what if I failed would they judge me and would notice they... it wasn't about Barcelona no this was about you being afraid fear is a story we yeah. tell ourselves exactly truly. and it's just like you have to get past the fear you almost have to use the fear as motivation as energy Absolutely. And just do it anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, like I always think about the fact that, you know, if you're like running to jump off a cliff that leads into a lake. This is a thing we do in Canada. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Depending on the heights, there could be different heights. But it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the more you you psych yourself out, the more time you give yourself to think about it yeah. and like not do it, the harder it's going to be to not do it. That was me in Jamaica. There was like a tire swing and <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to do the thing. I just jumped into a waterfall. No big deal. But then you there just was another, gotta do it. Right? Then there was another waterfall. I was like, oh, no, I can't do it. And I took too long. And then I was like, okay, no, I'm not doing the thing. Yeah. But it's just like you just have to embrace the fear. Yes. And just push through. Dive and do in. it anyways. Because what's the worst thing that happens? Literally. It, it doesn't happen? Okay. Well, at least you tried. Yeah. You know? And I think that's what really changed for me is that I wrote it down. I told people about it. Mm-hmm. Every single person about it. Because then you're accountable. Yes. And I sort of sat with the fear of potential failure and I said you know what even if I fail at least I had the courage to try girl you could come back there's room on my bed no matter what happened <laughs> literally and for... I think that's also something is like yeah my I would have these conversations with my mom because again she's obviously a huge inspiration for me and mm-hmm. she I'm so happy and lucky that she's supportive of yeah. me living in so many different countries I and love it her friends are always like so where's Katie living now uh <laughs> it's very true And, you know, she, I think, could pick up on that fear that I was worried that I was going to fail. And, you know, she was like, worst case scenario, you come back to Canada. Yes. 
And you know what? Like, that's not even a bad worst case scenario. Like, Canada's a beautiful place to live and work and build your life. There's so much opportunity. Yeah. And as well, you tried your dream. Yeah. At least I attempted. And I think knowing, I mean, you know me, I'm very type A. I also like to have a million backup plans for every single possible situation. Like me too. Like, (laughs) when I do a thing and I get it right, I'm like, yay, check. Yeah. I'm all about those to-do lists. Oh, full on. (laughs) But it's like knowing, so facing your fear is one thing. Embracing Mm -hmm. the fear is another. Um, But then sort of figuring out like your worst case scenarios, right? And and fear setting. Fear setting was where I was going with that. You knew exactly where I was going. So there is an amazing TED Talk by Tim Ferriss. Mm -hmm. And he talks about why you should set your fears instead of your goals, which was profound. Um, And I watched it and I did this right after I had written my big goal of moving to Spain by the time I was 30. And I found this really hugely helpful to document, okay, what are my fears? What are my uh, mitigation strategies of those fears from actually coming true? And then if they were to come true, how do you actually resolve them? Yes. And I shared those with you one day when you were over in my apartment. I loved it. And then I actually recommended that you do them. And you ended up doing them, right? Oh my gosh. I ended up doing it and it was the best thing. One of them involved me starting my own business, moving to Montreal, like doing all of these things. And then it gave me the chance to break down why I was afraid of doing them and give myself a logical reason as to why I should not be afraid. And that was the coolest because I listed my videos. I listed why the thing may not happen. And then I almost laughed at myself to say, yeah. ha I was afraid it wouldn't happen. And that's it. Yeah. Because I list it out and I say, I'm afraid that if I move to Montreal, I don't speak French. So speak French. <laughs> Literally, like listen to a bunch of audio tapes like I used Duolingo. to do. Duolingo. <laughs> like if I have the money, save up and hire a tutor. There are so many tutors online who work dirt cheap to be able to just speak to you, learn a language, take courses, do a group course. Not to mention everything in Canada is both in English and French. Literally. (laughs) The amount of French people who are impressed with like some of my vocabulary because everything here is in French and English. I was like, yes, I know legume. They're like, you know beans? I'm like, sure do, boo. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best. That's Canadian hack. So I think that through all of that, it really kind of helped me break it down to say, okay, So if your biggest fear is that thing, and then the biggest solution is that thing, then find the solution and just do the thing. And it's, it's almost like speaking to your inner child who's afraid of crossing the road to say, no, no, the car stopped because the light said so. And then we cross Mm -hmm. Then problem solved. You get a lollipop and enjoy your day. (laughs) So easy. Absolutely. But yeah, I think it comes down to the reason we might not travel more than we do now, like Mm -hmm. the average person here, right? Mm -hmm. The reason we might not travel or change our lives profoundly by living in a different place for X period of time Mm -hmm. always comes down to fear. Always. Right? Fear of the unknown. Fear fear of negativity. Not knowing how to do something. Absolutely. It being hard, being different. Yep. And that's half the fun about traveling is that it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be the same. It's going to take forever. You're going to smell bad when you land. (laughs) It's not cute. Traveling is not cute. Showers are invented for us. Exactly. (laughs) And traveling is also not cute. A lot of people think you're going to like roll off looking like Jessica Biel with her baby in hand. Like, (laughs) absolutely not. Like, I look like a bright mess when I get off of a flight. That's okay because it's supposed to be your trip, not a People magazine cover. Exactly. 
But it's like that fear. Mm-hmm. It's like embracing the fear, yeah. doing it anyways, and then opening yourself up to the most amazing, profound experiences of your life. I think yes. that's what travel has really given me and living in different countries, speaking different languages, connecting with the people that I've had, I have, um, is life-changing. Yeah. And I think that's why we need to inject more travel into our lives. Agreed. Absolutely. And I think as well, too, the really cool thing about Canada is there's so many people from many different nations who's come here. And that's given me a slight bridge into being able to visit their places yeah. of origin. 100%. To really say, okay, cool. Like, you're from London. You're moving back there. Cool. I'll come and visit you. And let that be a thing. You're from Scotland. Amazing. Let's be really, really good friends and do a road trip across Scotland. Yeah, you basically did that. I literally did that. <laughs> and it's the coolest thing. Like, okay, let's do a road trip across Scotland. Let's go to Barcelona and let's go back to London. And that was a trip for me. And it was the best. And I think that as well too, people may think that solo travel is very lonely, but you actually make so many more human connections. I find for myself versus being in this world of pairing up with you and your friend. I find that I'm very isolated that way versus being by myself. I'm forced to kind of reach out to people and say, Haha, that was funny. And then suddenly you're talking about your deepest fears and your dreams and your lifestyle and who you are with strangers. Stranger danger. But <laughs> it doesn't always apply. Sometimes it does. Be careful. But still, I think that that's one of the coolest things as well, too. Because it's just like we were talking about. It's almost like you end up reverting back to your mom's time where you have to put in work and you have to be social and you have to interact and almost force yourself to enjoy yourself and to not be anxious. Like I remember I had the worst panic attack when I was in London, my first night could not sleep. But then I was like, okay, I'm either going to sit here not being able to breathe or I'll take a stroll out to Buckingham like palace. And I did that. And I called my mom and I was like, Hey mom, (laughs) I didn't sleep last night, but I'm looking at big Ben right now. And she's like, that's so nice, sweetie. (laughs) Enjoy yourself. It's like six in the morning. (laughs) And I got the best pictures, but you can take the negative and make them the positive because nobody was standing there. And I got incredible shots. Exactly. So I think that you can really make, anything just like you said with the fear setting you can really transform and change things that you're really afraid of and turn them into the most beautiful portraits in your life yes Mm -hmm. 100% yeah well I think we should just end there then I love it (laughs) travel more yes (laughs) travel more do the things do all the things agreed and with that we come to the end of this podcast episode I hope you all have an amazing morning afternoon and evening Do one thing this week that your future self will thank you for. I'm Kate, and I'm thrilled to have had time in your earbuds today. Thank you for listening. Until next time.